0: Welcome to the Black Life Pod. I'm Alex, and as always, I am joined by Marcus. What's up? And Brian.
1: What's going on?
0: Today's episode is going to be a little different. As we said in our first preview, our hope is to, more often than not, bring you some refuge from the serious issues plaguing the world. But we won't ignore those issues and how they've impacted our lives. With that in mind, we're recording this a few days after the Kentucky Attorney General and Special Prosecutor Daniel Cameron revealed that no one will be directly charged in the killing of a 26-year-old woman named Brianna Taylor. One of the three officers involved will be charged with wanton endangerment for shooting into a neighbor's apartment. If you are unaware of this case, keep listening. And we strongly encourage you to take some time to explore the information provided in our show notes. Our plan is to discuss the version of events Daniel Cameron says he presented to the grand jury. Our questions about the version of events he says he presented to the grand jury. And we will discuss if we feel any different after reviewing the information. But honestly, our emotions are high and we don't know where this conversation might go. But before we get into all of that, we'll discuss our initial thoughts upon hearing that no one will be charged. So, Marcus, when you heard that once again no one will be charged in the killing of an innocent black person, what did you think?
2: Well, I'm angry. I'm angry because Well, first off, let me start with this. I've seen a lot of things in the past couple of days try not to be angry at the Attorney General But it's hard because I don't want to say what everything I've been seeing and, you know, falling for the algorithms and falling down rabbit holes and seeing people just lash out and just, you know, bashing him because he's black and he failed the people. And I'm trying not to approach it like that. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to, though. Right. But um, I'd like to know, you know, sometimes you just wish you were, kind of like a fly on the wall, you know, to see, you know, because there's so many things that are withheld that all we can do is just sit here and speculate. I mean, we have some things, but, like – We don't have the whole picture. We don't have the whole fucking picture. Yeah. So, like – And they keep giving it to us in increments. Yeah, man. I wish somebody would just give us the – can we just have – I know it's not – it's not even fucking – realistic to even ask this but like I just want the fucking I want the truth but the whole truth though like everything
0: yeah which which we'll hopefully talk about but uh yeah I'm with you
2: cause you know you see like you see some hurtful videos from some high profile and low profile people (laughs) and it's hard not to be angry like that but you know trying to be patient and trying to understand everything from all sides. But it's, it's hard, man. Yeah. Brian, what do you think?
1: You know, I, I mean, I agree with Marcus. Like, I mean, I'm pissed off. I'm trying not to, um, this, this, I don't want to say play that the blame game, but, I mean, I'm I'm not surprised, you know, of, of what happened in terms of the aftermath and, you know, what the outcomes were with the grand jury. But I'm still pissed off about it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, this has happened countless times, and it, it seems as if the side of the individual who's dead, obviously, is not going to be heard. So, it just doesn't matter. I, I mean, maybe that's not the case but that's just kind of how I feel about it. You know, like Marcus said, being a fly on the wall and, you know, wanting to observe everything and see everything, um, we're just never going to get the full picture. And it's almost as if, you know, our, the judicial system isn't even designed. It's designed to represent fairly a, a, a picture, but it's not necessarily always the whole picture. And in this mm-hmm. case, you know, the evidence that's there, it's about, you know, who can, and it's always about, you know, what picture can be painted the best. And in right. this case, it's in favor of one side that's not,
2: it's just not fair.
0: Can I say something uh, real quick? Y- yeah, go ahead.
2: My thing is, my thing is, if, you know, we, we see, like Brian said, we've seen this before, so it's not a surprise, but it still angers you to an oh, extent, yeah. or it's like a disappointment, right? Right. Because like if the if they say like you know, um, you know Daniel Cameron said multiple times that you know, um, the point is to search for the truth, right? But if like there's nothing wrong in searching for the truth, or there's nothing wrong in trying to gain the truth, but why withhold information if we're trying to gain the truth? Yeah, What's there and, to hide? and
0: and we'll 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 get to that. You mean withhold it from the public? Yeah. All right, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, let me just, uh, I, I, I knew what was up because um, uh, we saw the reports. It seemed like while they were still in the grand jury that there was a curfew and they were planning for protests. The barricades so they, were up. Yeah, so they knew that we knew the way this was going to go. But no no one was going to be held liable like you said, Brian, we've seen this over and over again, so I wasn't surprised. I was uh disappointed, but still like numb to it at this point um be because that's if like if the if no it's it's either it seems to only go a few ways which all end in no one is held liable so I mean it is what it is um so um before we get into uh exactly what Daniel Cameron uh presented y'all got uh any other thoughts
1: I mean <sighs> I actually had a conversation this morning <laughs> uh, with my therapist, and was basically telling him how I'm internally conflicted with the these events that continue did that continue to happen, and I and I say conflicted meaning, you know, if I take the time to actually sit and just feel and and just yeah feel everything that's in, that's going on with this particular event and all the other incidences that have happened in the past i find myself getting extremely pissed off and extremely sad and irritated and disappointed and at the other end it's like i'm trying not to feel those feelings every day because i can't function if i sit in those feelings does that make sense
0: right yeah but um, it's all I'm with you,
1: and so when you when, yeah. So when I turn, let's say that switch off and feeling at the feel or settling those feelings, it's almost like I'm I'm not being true to how I actually feel about the incident or the incidences that have occurred, and I almost feel wrong for doing that. But how else can I go about my day without being infuriated?
0: It's like it's just like anything else. You gotta. You have to you gotta compartmentalize and keep it moving. You know what I mean? It uh it, it it's so hard. You know, I I like I don't even know. I'm just like mumbling, jumbling and shit. But anyway, I find what I find myself doing in these situations um is disconnecting. So when something whether it's a whether it's the initial reports of the killing when we don't have any information or when inevitably no one is held liable, I disconnect. So I'm not on the Internet. I'm not looking for anything because what I find more often than not is a bunch of opinions and Like Marcus, like you said, I just want some facts and to see what's really going on. So um, as far as facts, that's what we're going to try to do today. And we're going to start here. So we wanted to give a synopsis of the version of events Daniel Cameron says he gave the grand jury. We all understand that there are a variety of problems with the events prior to and in the aftermath of the killing of Breonna Taylor. Some that come to mind are the manner in which the no-knock warrant was drafted and approved, the fact that the man who was subject of the initial investigation, Jamarcus Glover, had been detained prior to the execution of this warrant, and the nearly blank police report stating that there was no forced entry and that Brianna Taylor's injuries were, quote, none. Like I said, there are a lot of problems and inconsistencies, and the hope is that the open federal investigation and the Louisville Police Review will shed some light on these and, and uh, just, just the, all the problems surrounding the case. I have my doubts, but we will see. For the purposes of our discussion, we're going to focus on the information that Daniel Cameron says he presented to the grand jury. All of the information you're about to hear was taken directly from Daniel Cameron's press conference. There is a link to his full press conference in the episode show notes. The facts of the investigation were compiled from 911 calls, police radio traffic, interviews, medical examiners, and ballistics evidence from the FBI. The prosecutors do not have the warrant. The three officers involved in executing the warrant Detective Brett Hankison, Sergeant Jonathan Mattingly, and Detective Miles Cosgrove were not the officers who procured the search warrant. Officers say they knocked and announced themselves. That fact is corroborated by one independent witness. Officers were unable to get anyone to answer or open the door, so they breached the door. Mattingly was the only officer to enter the residence. As he entered, Mattingly says he identified a male and female standing beside one another at the end of the hall. Mattingly said the male was holding a gun, arms extended, and a shooting stance. A shot was fired by that male, identified as Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker admitted to firing one shot, which was the first shot. Mattingly then fired six shots. Cosgrove fired 16 shots. Six bullets hit Brianna Taylor. Medical evidence indicates that only one shot was fatal. Hankison shot 10 times from outside a sliding glass door and through a bedroom window, with some bullets going through another apartment where a man, a pregnant woman, and a child were residing. There is no conclusive evidence that any of Hankinson's bullets hit Brianna Taylor. KSP Ballistics Analysis did not identify which of the three officers fired the fatal shot. At the request of Cameron, the FBI conducted a ballistics analysis. The FBI used similar equipment and analysis to make their determination. The FBI Ballistic Analysis concluded that the fatal shot was fired by Detective Cosgrove. Of the six possible homicide charges under Kentucky law, none are applicable in this case. The facts show, and the grand jury agreed, that Mattingly and Cosgrove were justified in the return of deadly fire because Kenneth Walker fired the first shot. According to Kentucky law, use of force by Mattingly and Cosgrove was justified to protect themselves. Therefore, they are barred from pursuing criminal charges in Brianna Taylor's death. In short, because of the officer's justified use of force and the fact that the two ballistics tests came to different conclusions, no one will be charged in her killing. So, Brian, after you... So you you watched the whole press conference, right?
1: Yeah, I actually watched it a few times.
0: Okay. So after you heard what Daniel Cameron says, he presented to the grand jury. Uh, what did it like change how you felt about it? Did you? F- obviously, none of us feel like um, it wasn't the outcome any of us wanted. But did it? How did it affect you once you heard what he had to say?
1: Yeah, what he had to say didn't give me any answers. Um, and. You know, in terms of the evidence that he provided to the grand jury, obviously we don't know everything that was provided, but even then, the evidence that was provided still doesn't even reflect. Like, if we're looking at the 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 criminality offense towards Brianna Taylor, has the evidence there has nothing to do with Brianna Taylor. This the case that was brought to the grand jury has nothing to do with Brianna Taylor. Why do you say that? Because it has everything to do with her neighbors. That's what the charge is about. The wanton.
0: The let I me mean, let me push back. The charge is the want. What is it? Wanton what?
1: Wanton endangerment.
0: Endangerment. So the First wanton degree. endangerment deals with officer Hankison essentially wildly shooting through a window and a curtain. Yeah, he had into, no idea
2: of like
0: in, into an adjacent apartment. Yeah. But as far as Breonna Taylor's concerned, they do say that she was hit six times, one shot being fatal, which um, the, I think it's Kentucky State Police Ballistics said they could not determine who shot the fatal shot, whereas the FBI says it was Officer Cosgrove. So, I mean to play devil's advocate that has to do with Brianna. And
1: I mean, that does, but the charge doesn't,
0: but the charge doesn't because that apparently creates reasonable doubt. And also they, the police were, they were essentially allowed to shoot back because, which is weird. All three officers were allowed to shoot back because one was shot once.
2: One shot. <laughs> one. And so
0: there, there was a total of, I believe, 40 shots fired. 32. 32. 32. Excuse me. So, yeah. So 32 to one. And all of them hit, or not all of them, but only six of them hit one person.
1: Right. And between all of those shots, they still didn't he, again announce who they, who they were.
0: <laughs> well, they, Whoa. according to Daniel Cameron, there was a witness who. There was one said, witness. No, that was
1: that was before they came in. I'm talking about during the shooting or put your gun down. Were the cops? Yeah.
0: Do we know that, or was that not presented?
1: It just it wasn't presented, nor it wasn't in, in any report.
0: Right. So it wasn't presented to us. That's not to say it wasn't presented to the grand jury. Fair enough. And I'm I'm playing De- I'm playing devil's yeah, advocate here. I know. I know. Just, just so y'all, y'all know where I stand on this. Uh, Let's not get it twisted. I but know. <laughs> for, for the sake, for the sake of trying to be somewhat impartial, because there's a certain group of folks out there who says you have to look at the facts.
1: that's what well, we're. That's what we're doing. What we're looking, we're doing. At, we're looking but, at the facts exactly,
0: but it doesn't rule out how we feel about it. Right. right? And so, I'm, in in our search for the facts we can only look at what we're being given. So we can only go by, and this is specific to the criminal case because Daniel Cameron was the one who brought the criminal case to the grand jury. The other civil rights stuff and all the other problems with the case are separate cases. Our focus is on the fact that Nobody's being held responsible for Breonna Taylor's death. If you want to reach, you could say the twelve million dollars se- settlement, but
1: but a human life. It's is just priceless.
0: it's it's money. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Essentially, you're saying her life was worth twelve million. I've been asked exactly. several times in the past couple of days, like, would you take the money? Now, that's a hard question because you know people got debt and stuff, but.
1: Right. I mean, ultimately, shit. huh? Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I take the money, but that doesn't mean that it's. It, but it's not hush money. That's the thing. So
2: it's a hard decision to make, though, because essentially, what you're saying is this entire situation, this entire process, her mother's pain, the uh, Kenneth Walker, you know, his pain, his frustration, his anger, his uh, nightmares, his the rest of his life, basically, like all that. Is worth that twelve million? Take I'm not this, saying, take I'm this not and be saying quiet. it is, but let's that's say, how I take it,
1: right? But let, let's say, think of it this way too: the money they received, you know, now they're on a platform, right? A global platform at that. They can invest that money, you know, it, whether it's into their community, whether it's into, um, you know, I wanna, I don't want to say necessarily politics, but you know, they can use it
0: as a platform to help. But um, but that that's 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 part of the whole problem with this shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know her. I, her I,
0: mother. Her mother didn't ask. Do, do, I'm sure she doesn't even want oh, to no. do this shit. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's so frustrating that we constantly have to listen to these people's parents suddenly become fucking civil rights leaders and shit.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean? Like we praise and, them for the positions that they play after the fact, but why does it even have to? Why does it even have to be that, though?
0: Right. So we can, uh, as I said, we can only listen to what was presented strictly sticking with the criminal trial. As I said before, we know there are a bunch of other issues with this shit, but we are sticking to the criminal trial or excuse me, the criminal case. Because it's about who we hope to get justice for was Breonna Taylor. So as far as the grand jury, so according to the Kentucky Department of Public Advocacy website, a grand jury decides whether or not there is enough evidence to indict. To indict is to bring formal criminal charges against a person for a felony. The grand jury does not determine guilt or innocence. The grand jury hears the evidence and on the website, it says decided but it should say decides. So I don't know if that's like showing the type of people we're dealing with. But anyway, let me finish the grand jury. hears the evidence and decides if there is sufficient proof to bring charges against a person, the prosecutor. And this is the thing. The prosecutor will present evidence to the grand jury. After the prosecutor presents evidence, the grand jury will deliberate and decide whether to return an indictment. Nine of the 12 grand jurors, must be an agreement to return an indictment. So we only get the prosecutor presenting information to this grand jury. So the hope, and I have no reason to think otherwise. No, I should, let me rephrase that. I have no concrete evidence to prove that he did not present the case in a fair and just way. Right. Right. Can we somewhat agree with that? So if we're to, if we're to assume that it was an honest representation of the case, we still have questions because we haven't seen any transcripts and we haven't seen what he presented. We can only go by what he said in the press conference that he presented. We agree with that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: So with that being said, one of a few things that I had a problem with, and there are others, but because I have a three-year-old and I didn't have time to put all my thoughts and all of my, uh, Uh, what's the thing called where? um, Essentially, I don't I don't have all the information to back it up. Evidence, not evidence. But anyway, support. Okay, support. We'll go with support. Anyway, um, (laughs) one thing I do have support for is there was a reporter at the at the press conference and they report that they've interviewed at least a dozen witnesses. Journalists in this room, myself included, have taken apart that apartment complex looking for witnesses to the point that you made about the knocking and announcing. Of a dozen witnesses that I spoke to, only one, a man who was directly upstairs, heard them announce. Do you think that's enough in the middle of the night when somebody is asleep for, for just one person in a, in a tight-knit apartment block to have heard that? Is that a sufficient way of announcing? Well, let me try to answer your second question first. Uh, Your question was, it is enough for me. I think the more pertinent question is, what was the uh, evidence provided to the grand jury? What was sufficient for their purposes? But one witness changed their story. In his his or her, I'm not sure if it was a male or female in their third interview with the police. So the first time, nod and hear shit. Second time, nod and hear shit. Third time. Yeah, I heard that shit. And that is according to Kenneth Walker's attorney.
2: That witness, Gale was interviewed by the police three days after this happened initially. And he stated, I did not, exact words, did you hear them anna- announce his police? He said, I never heard anyone announce his police. He was subsequently interviewed two more times over the next month by law enforcement, LMPD law enforcement. And he eventually says, yeah, I, I Yeah, I may have heard him announce they were police. In fact, I saw a uniformed police officer. That's after the shooting had already occurred. But what Daniel Cameron
0: presented was, we have a corroborating witness. I don't know what to think.
1: Call on me. Call on me.
0: Brian, what do you have to say?
1: (laughs) Man, so that this is one of the biggest things that I thought was fucked up that he supposedly presented like and granted I'm not a lawyer so I'm going to put that disclosure out there. I don't not, know. yeah, a, a, a yeah. Whole lot none about of us
0: law. are lawyers or um, I don't have shit. a degree,
1: don't have a degree in law. But we can when, fucking read though. <laughs> when it comes we can to, read and comprehend. Right? When it comes to this that particular question, right? You know, and the evidence that's there are are, are they stating is the attorney general stating that the three police officers and that one corrobor- corroborating witness is a corroborative corroborating no
0: co- corroborating you you're right the first time
1: are we saying that their statements um have more prioritization or just more support than the other 12 witnesses that were interviewed like Let's say in terms of majority, right? If 12 people mm-hmm. versus three or four people even say anything, still the majority wins. It's not even, it's not even close. It's a landslide. Right. But in this case, you have three authoritative figures or enforcers of the law, and then you have one independent witness who have these statements, and then we're saying that that's, that's more truthful than what the other 12 witnesses that were interviewed
0: and that that gets into the point about what did, what was presented to the grand jury.
2: Yeah, because that that's because the most they can they can part.
0: only yeah they can only make their ruling
2: based, based on what's off presented of, right. So so did he fuck up? Did he slip up? Did he who who,
0: Cameron? Yeah.
1: No, I mean I, I don't think he fucked up at all because at the end of the day, the same evidence that's there. Right, and the same interviews, all that information was there. I, I don't think he fucked up at all. I think he presented what he wanted to present, because he is a he is a a figure of the state, and with that, you know, he wanted to take again his emotions and emotions out of the case and just support it with facts. And the facts that he wanted to paint the picture with is what he wanted to present to the grand jury.
0: So the que- the question is. All of I'm I'm I don't doubt he presented facts, but I just don't know if all of them were presented exactly.
1: And that's what I'm trying to get at. He painted what picture he wanted. How do you know that? Uh, well, based off of what what the current indictment is, the thing is, is that the if the attorney general, the prosecutor says, "Hey, we're we're providing this evidence because we believe that they're guilty of this charge," they're going to provide evidence that. That supports that they're guilty or not guilty of this specific charge, right?
0: I, I, I'm not sure that's what they're supposed. Yeah, to do. I don't
2: know if that. I don't know if he's allowed I, I, to I, do that though. I believe. I don't know. The, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer.
0: Yeah, we're not lawyer. if we have any lawyer listeners, yeah. Holla please. Us, we would love to know. Yeah, but educate I, us.
1: But, but in my interpretation, I guess of the events, that's what it seems like. That I do I think I know what
2: I think I know what you're trying to say. Like I don't. He's not supposed to. He's not supposed to make it seem or look like he's swaying the jury, I don't think. Right. So right, so right, he's right. saying that he presented facts. I'm saying did he fuck up because did he mean to like I don't know. Well no, it's not even about that. If the charges so the charges that were brought
1: forth, right, were was only wanton endangerment. That so was let's that's, say,
2: that
0: that was not the only charge.
1: Well, it's not the only charge, he, but he, let's he
0: says he says he was he when he was asked if the grand jury considered the charges of manslaughter or reckless homicide, mm-hmm. Cameron said, quote, I won't get into specifics again. The proceedings themselves are secret.
1: But he also said, oh, hold, on,
0: hold on, let oh. me finish. And he also says that his team, quote, walked them through every homicide offense. But OK, so he said from his mouth, he says he Told them, yo, you can charge them with these. I believe there's six possible homicide um, laws or whatever that he could, that they could have charged with. But as but he says that the grand jury came to the decision not to indict on any of those uh, homicide offenses because they could not determine whose bullet the fatal shot was fired by.
1: That's not even that. So he also said, though, that criminal charges could not be brought forth in terms of manslaughter. It was let's say they weren't eligible to bring certain charges like manslaughter and homicide because of 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 the clause of self-defense. So once right. self-defense is brought in there, they can't be charged with homicide or manslaughter. Yeah, so, so the, the,
0: so the grant, the grand jury decided that they were justified in returning fire. Right. Right. And where where my question lies is, and I don't know, I haven't taken a look at the self-defense laws in Kentucky in depth, but my question would be, the one policeman was fired upon once, and there were subsequently 32 shots fired back. I know that in other states, there has to be, you can do like an equal amount of force. So like, if you punch me, I can punch you back. Right. If you shoot me, I can shoot you back. I don't know. Can you shoot 32 times?
2: I shoot you once, you shoot 32 times, dude. Is that equal? Right. I mean, I, no, I, but yeah. I don't
0: I don't know how that works right. in Kentucky law. Again, we have questions. But also, how does it work when, when, let's say it's the three of us. Brian, you shoot me. I shoot back and Marcus is next to you and he gets killed. How does that
2: work? Yeah
1: <sighs> but don't get me to call me next.
0: Yeah. Well, I, this an uh, so open question dog Wait. Oh
1: all right, so I'm a, sorry I'm gonna I'm a bring this because I, I this is a, another issue that I had with this whole case in terms of evidence. So let's say in that, in that clause, right? Let's say that Kenneth Walker obviously was, was, well,
0: um, hold on. Are we doing hypotheticals?
1: No, no, no. This isn't hypothetical. Sorry. This is, this is what happened. Sorry. All right. So Kenneth Walker, um, as soon as someone breached his house, he fired back in terms of self defense. Right.
0: Right. Because, because,
1: because someone came in, a,
0: a, they were sleeping B
1: it's three o'clock in the morning.
0: No, it is twelve forty in the morning. Whatever. It's we late, to, it's late no, as late as We have to no, if we're gonna do this, we gotta keep the facts straight. All right. All right. It, 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 from what I've read, the police entered, knocked, whatever you want to call it, at twelve forty a.m. They um Kenneth Walker and Breonna Taylor were asleep. And we don't really we have what Daniel Cameron says that the officers told him and that corroborating witness said that they announced themselves. We have Kenneth Walker saying he didn't hear an announcement. So what you're about to go into is from Kenneth Walker's side, assuming that he did not hear that they were police. Right?
1: Right. So let's say, so this, so that happened. Um, One round is fired by Mr. Walker and then shots were returned by the police. When the when I think it was Cosgrove, Detective Cosgrove that walked in first, right? Hold He's on, the one that let let, let oh. me hold
0: on. Mattingly was the only officer to enter the residence. Okay,
1: all right. So um, he was
0: the one that was shot.
1: Got it. So Detective Mattingly entered first, and based off of what um, Sergeant Mattingly, Sergeant Mattingly entered the apartment first, and based off of what Cameron stated, is that. Sergeant Maddenly saw, an, it, two individuals, right, right in the hallway. They, he right. saw a male and saw a female. The male had a gun and right. was in was in a, 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 a gun stance right. um, and, and fired one round. Right. In that instance, if, if the police officer sees one person with a weapon, I'm not saying that you know that's their target, but if it's self defense, obviously, then you're retaliating against the threat. Right. In this case, Brianna Taylor was not a threat. She had no clear visible weapon, and she was not posing a threat. So, in this case, is it self-defense against Brianna Taylor, or is it self-defense against just Walker? Right. And that that to me is that that's what's to me is being overlooked. It's not self-defense against Brianna Taylor. Technically, in this case, it's self-defense against Kenneth Walker. It's which is why be.
0: I add, which is why I ask what happens when someone gets shot right like because I, I feel like again no evidence but like I said Brian if you shoot me I shoot back and I hit Marcus. I feel like they get me for that,
2: right? They they should get isn't that for that. The, yeah. Isn't it equivalent to, like, so you, you have a crowd of people and then you have... So you have a crowd of people on one side of the field, right? And you have one person, a cop, or, you know, just a single person on the other side of the field. The crowd fires a shot towards the cop or the, or the single person, the single target, right? And he fires towards the crowd and kills someone. Like, it goes back to the Hankinson shit. Like, he didn't... I mean... There's proof though. There's evidence showing that he didn't have a clear target. But wouldn't this be proof or evidence that they didn't have a clear target? They shot at. They shot and killed someone who wasn't even, like, like Brian said, the target or the. You know, in terms of self-defense, the person with the weapon was Walker.
0: Right, but
2: they the, shot in that direction. I don't. Did they have eyes on the? Tar- did they have a target ID? Like Hankinson did but, not. But
0: but what there's but Hankinson has nothing to do with Brianna Taylor getting I shot i know
2: but what i'm saying is the f uh, go the ahead. charges against Hankinson and the you know the because
0: that 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 is the only thing
2: that they have
0: or was presented to the grand jury that they feel like
2: charges can be brought forth is why i don't fucking study law and get into politics and shit dude
0: it's 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 frustrating it is because to me it's, it's the same it's,
1: thing right
0: but it, it doesn't matter we we can only go by laws what they tell right. us
1: we can only go by laws and and this is i guess <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: cameron
1: no. also <laughs> cameron also stated that you know um evidence was inconclusive about who fired off the fatal shot to um Breonna Taylor even though the federal um I guess forensic lab the analysis stated that it was detective Cosgrove and the FBI
0: did but Kentucky state police Kentucky state, state police
1: did, it wasn't know. So with that they can conclude though that it was one of the officers
0: yeah but they can't conclude who
1: so with that, with that said, if you're saying that you, you can't conclude who, but you know it's one of the officers, then they're all fall under what a, a gray area, stating that, Well, oh, we can't prove who it is, even though we know it's one of y'all. Whatever.
0: Essentially, what they're saying is Brianna Taylor was killed. We know somebody killed her. We don't know who.
1: But we ain't going. have suspects. Further into it, but
0: we can't prove it. Is what they're saying. But it- so, my question is. <laughs> Now that we have this amount of evidence does it make you feel any better? Because they always they they always tell us to wait for the evidence. Don't jump to conclusions when we hear someone is shot and killed or you know, knee to the neck, chokehold, whatever it may be. We're always told to wait for the facts. And more often than not, I do. Sometimes I just can't put myself through it again when I already know the outcome. But in this case, the three of us decided we were going to wait and see. And we've been given the facts. We know what the charges are. Now what?
2: No, I don't feel any better. Yeah, I I
1: mean, I don't feel any better either.
0: But the thing about it, we... We can sit here and talk in circles and, you know, bash our head against the wall. But with, in this particular case, none, none of our questions, none of this shit matters because the entire case, as far as who's responsible for the killing of Breonna Taylor, hangs on the fact that the officers were justified in their self defense and the two ballistics tests had two different outcomes therefore they could not determine who killed Brianna Taylor so no one will be charged she is dead apparently you know 12 million is it and uh
2: and that's it i'm so confused I, I and angry dude like i want to know i want to i want some i want to see what happened i want to see what they talked about i want the fucking video
0: granted so uh, so there's no video no, no, because no. the officers right didn't the have body cams. Not, not
2: that video i can't watch that shit i'm talking about like right. daniel cameron's fucking i want i want to know
0: so as far you're talking about the grand jury, yeah report. man so as as far as the grand jury report goes, he was asked in his press conference if he would release the grand jury report. And Cameron said, well, I am uh, right now because there is a pending uh, indictment. Uh, I think it is uh, our practice and because there is an ongoing FBI investigation uh, to revisit that question. But at this point, I don't think it's appropriate for us to release any information.
2: Yeah, he didn't want to compromise the investigation against uh, Hankinson.
0: So, Andy Bashir, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name right Bashir, Bashir, he is the Kentucky governor, and himself, he is a former state attorney general. And he says that Cameron should release, quote, all the information, evidence, and facts he can release without impacting. The three felony counts in the indictment. So we have the governor saying, as long as it doesn't impact Hankinson's case, you should release it. We have Cameron saying, I'm not releasing none of that shit until everything is finished. So, again, all we have to go by is what he said in his press conference. And I feel like I'm fucking going in circles at this point. So, um. I mean in closing, what 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 uh what you got? Anything else you need to or want to get off of your chest?
2: Look, man, what, what it boils down to is you can't help but feel for the family because you know I know how I feel about this and I'd like to assume like I know how y'all feel about it too. So I can only imagine mm-hmm. how the family feels and Kenneth Walker, man, like you could just, you could just hear it, man. He was fucking terrified. He was holding Brianna Taylor. And I know that they're trained to, you know, the dispatchers are trained to be calm. And like, you know, he had to repeat himself like three times. And I felt like he was speaking clear. And then why was it like, there was nothing else going on in the background. Like, and then looking at the blood in the apartment, like, dog.
0: Yeah, see, I I didn't, I didn't, when I, when I look at these things, all I do is read. I I managed
2: to stay away from all those videos and I still, like, I could, I could just be on the way to work listening to some music or something. And like Brian said, like, you just, you know, you can't only, you you can't really spend too much time thinking about it because like, I'm not going to lie, I broke down and started crying. Like, and I didn't even watch any of the videos. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's. I can only imagine how the family feels, man. Because I know how I feel about it. It's crazy. And that's... I use crazy very loosely. My last comment, just, yeah, prayers. Prayers to Breonna
1: Taylor and her family. Um, Her condolences go out to you guys. And, you know, we're trying to use our platform to help, again, spread the facts. um would also bring awareness.
0: Marcus, like you said, I'm... I'm I'm pretty emotional about all of this, but what I tried to do was just write something because I was sure I could probably get on here and say some wild shit. So, (sighs) so Daniel Cameron says, quote, the facts and evidence in this case are different than cases elsewhere in the country. Each case is unique and cannot be compared, unquote. While that is true, I think we can compare the outcomes of many of these police-involved killings. That outcome? Police officers are not found criminally liable for the death of innocent black people. Whether the cases are full of technicalities, like this case, Miss Brianna Taylor, or cases where the killing is recorded in high definition, again, Police officers are not found criminally liable for the death of an innocent black person. I, I don't have any answers, but something has to change. I'm just, I'm sick of it. I don't, I don't know. That's, that's all I have. So for Marcus and for Brian, I'm Alex. We thank you for listening to the Black Life Pod. Love yourself. Love one another. Till next time.